Okay, we're back here. Scott Short, Mason Duffy Mortgage, Mortgage License Number in MLS. 225-998. I think I forgot last time to tell you what book I'm reading from, so I apologize. So I'm reading from Linda Ferrari's The Big Score, Getting It and Keeping It. So like sometimes I forget that all the intro stuff drives me batty, but hey, we're going forward. So we left off starting with chapter nine on page 91 of Linda, Linda Ferrari's book. So it says here, what this factor considers, your length of credit history is calculated by taking your oldest credit record on file and your most recent line of credit and calculating an average length of time of all the credit. So look at the, look at the history on your credit, right? It says, per Fair Isaac and Company, when calculating your credit score, this fact considers the following. Number one, how long your credit counts have been in force. You receive, I'm trying to flip the page here, sorry. <laughs> Go to page 92, 92, 92. You receive points based on average length of the individual credit history or histories with each creditor. Number two, how long you you have held specific types of credit accounts. Number three, how long it has been since you've used certain accounts. It says here, based on my experience, Linda Fry's experience, there's a lot more of it than these items on the Fair Isaac uh, in, uh, uh, indicators, right? The following tips provide some great insight and opportunity to make quick improvement in the segment of your credit report. Tip for improving the length of credit history factor. You cannot simply create a, a history without, the, uh, <laughs> history out of thin air, which makes sense, okay? But you can show potential creditors that you have a responsible credit history, even if it's a short one. Here are some tips. Number one, make sure your credit, make sure you get credit, yeah, one more time. Make sure you get Credit for credit. One of the most important aspects about the length of credit history factor is to make certain that all of your records reflect or reflected in your credit report. So you make sure that's why you go line by line your credit item or credit report when you get the annual credit report. Annual report.com website, pull up one bureau, review it, right? As long as that's good, if you want to pull the next bureau, you can, but we just kind of tell people if you're if you're looking at stuff, make sure everything's right. I'd pull all three because not everybody reports all three. But if you're trying to monitor credit for, you know, as you work on it, then you want to pull one, you know, one report every, you know, four months. You get one, you know, every, you know, you have three of them free, right? Equifax, TransUnion, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian are the three bureaus, right? So three times four is 12. So every four months you can pull one and actually see how the credit looks while you're working on it, right? So just an idea for if you want free. If you want to go, you know, beyond, you know, if you want to start paying money, you can, but just make sure you go in the right sources. Make sure you go directly to the bureau. Not any sideline company like Karma or you know in the Credit Karma people or whoever go straight to you know to you know Equifax, Sprinter Credit or TransUnion and get your stuff pulled that way. If you had to pull it, you know more than the three times you had the free ones from. Okay, so back where I was at, where you lost. Let's see, that charge. And it says if you have good credit accounts that are not listed, write to the creditor. And in this case here, if you pull the credit part through intercreditpart.com. The account number's there, phone number's there, call them cats that way. But at least, you know, you make sure you note when you talk to them, say date, time, person spoke to. Normally talk to somebody in the credit world, they probably have a badge number. So get any kind of reference number you can have for them because Mike Jones could be about 400 of them, right? <laughs> so we'll be careful there. Let's see. As you know, single points can make 
as you know, single points can make the difference when it comes to getting the best loan possible. So if you're like that 639 versus being 640, I'm sorry. So in that conversation, 639 versus 640, middle score, throw it the high, throw the low, then if you're at 639, you're not 640, then majority of the first-time homebuyer programs in California, you won't, you won't qualify for because your score is too low, being the Couch of A program or the Golden State program. So they require a 640 score. So be careful. <laughs> and let's see. And see. Okay, go. So number two, don't close accounts. We talked about this a minute ago. Let's go through this again. Even if you have accounts that you, you haven't used for quite some time, don't close them. They still factor into your length of credit history. Many people have multiple lines of credit, but only use one or two cards. <clears throat> one or two cards. That's okay. It's far better to retain the history than cut it off. So remember, we talked about um, probably a couple of chapters ago that you know um, if you're using credit and you stop, you know, it goes zero balance for more than six months. Then six months in a day, the system will pull it up and see it. So that's what you're saying is, you know, is still, you know. If you have to leave them zero balances, leave them zero balance. That's cool. That's good budgeting, right? But on that, you know, almost a six month, let's say number five month, right? Go ahead and use it for the, I always talked about, buy a little something silly, you know, coffee or soda, whatever, something small, you know, you can pay off, right? And it keeps the item active on your system so you can have the best scores, right? Okay, keep going forwards here. Okay. says, many people have, have multiple lines of credit, but only use one or two cards. Yes. That's okay. Gotcha. Okay. Let's go next, next sentence. Open accounts remain on your report indefinitely. However, if you close an account, it will fall off uh, your report in seven to 10. Hey, what? Back up, back up, back up, back up. I saw something. I need to reread that. If you close an account, it will fall off of your report in seven to 10 years. So it'll still show there as a closed account, but it's not giving you any help. <laughs> so it's still there. It's like, it's like, hey, I've been here. Hey, hey, look at me. But it's not helping you because it's closed, right? Okay. So if, say, I have seen hundreds of reports that show an old Sears or JCPenney account from the 1970s or 80s, these reports generally come with higher credit scores. Well, you 70, 80s, that's a <laughs> heck of a long time paying credit, right? Booyah. The only exceptions would be the case of divorce or identity theft. So in that case, you know, with divorce, somebody else get the credit. So technically, you know, the the judge, we've talked about this word, the judge will say, okay, they'll split who gets what that, right? That credit don't care that dang judge says. The, ju the credit is going to say, hey, you both people owe me money. I don't care, you know. But, you know, judge is a judge. But the creditor is going, mm, mm, you know what? <laughs> so you'll see creditors, you know, coming after both parties, even though the, the declaration says it's the other party's debt. You got to fight that battle with the creditors. But, you know. Judge is judge. I ain't the judge, so talk to the judge. <laughs> or attorney, at least, right? I'm not attorney. No, 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 not attorney. Okay, number three, how and when to add new accounts. Do not add new accounts when you're thinking about entering into a loan transaction. New accounts will lower your overall account age and diminish your length of credit history for a period of three to six months. So we talked about that. If you went and got a new credit card, it takes three to six months for that thing to even pop up on the radar for helping your score. But in this case here, this thing is going to hurt your length of history. So for some of a lot of new history, that's one of the things pops up, says, you know, in the, in the reasons for credit scores, going to say too many new accounts, right? Well, I see it says <laughs> too many new accounts and all the accounts are like five years old. I don't get that part, but hey, as I say, I digress. Let's go forward. So um, be sure you have a cushion for your in your score. 
even if there's used credit for a very long time, opening a new account can lower your credit score. Okay. So there you go. How many points will be lost depending on overall credit profile? So what we're saying there is that the lower score you have now, anything hits, is going to hit you harder. If you have a higher score, then those hits are you know, a little less impacted because you're higher. So just, you know, you kind of, you know, they can compound the injuries, right? <laughs> lower score you have because you have a lot of injuries, right? Okay, let's keep going forward. Number four. Uh, okay, it says, uh, number four, open new accounts wise. You do not open lock. I got that part. Da, 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 okay. And number five, make sure dates are reported accurately. Length of credit history depends on dates. Inaccurately reporting these dates is a common error on credit reports. Be sure to check the open dates on your accounts. And if reported inaccurately, inform the credit bureaus that you need to be, it needs to be corrected. So, because you want to make sure that you are, that your credit is, is actually being reflected for people to review. Because nowadays, lenders are going to look at the credit report as we look at scores and we're going to look at actually, you know, line items. See how it looks, you know, because now we have that, that we talked about this, I believe it came out September of 2017. It was called, uh, um, what's that darn thing called? Oh my God, it's called uh, Trending Credit. Some, I don't know what it calls, but I forget that. It's, it's some crazy name, right? But what it shows, it actually shows on there in a little matrix says, you know, how much, you know, what, 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 what's your required payment and how much you made, right? So they're looking at that. So if you're making just bare minimum payments, you know, you're making what they say to pay, and you're trying to stretch yourself buying a home loan so I can, you know, I'm going to stretch out here and, 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 you know, and, 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 you know, and go over on payments, then, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to be happy with that because they're going to say, hey, you know what, you're trying to stretch yourself too far and we're not here for that conversation. So that's why I look at that stuff there to watch the trended credit. So if you pay like American Express card, it works better for there because what's happening is American Express card, you're saying, you know, I pay them off each month, right? So they'll see it on the trending credit portion, but they might see it, may, may not see it in the actual balances because if you pay after the balance cutoff date, it's still going to reflect last month's balance is still there. But even though you know you paid off on time, the lender's going to see that, you know, you paid you know, each month the full balance off. So see it visually, but it may hurt your credit score a little bit because you're not seeing it paid off each month. But, you know, it's just something that helps. We're still, they're still trying to figure that whole thing out. So uh, it's working process, right? Okay, here we go. Um, okay, number six. Number six, yeah. Okay, it says personal, personal identification and demographic information. Every time you fill out your application for credit to rent an apartment, to apply for insurance, open utility accounts, or open a bank account, that information gets sent to the credit bureaus. Just as there are errors in credit information, there are also errors in your personal and demographic information uh, in the form of variations that comes from the data entry, people inputting, right? So always errors. Well, I'd say always, always, but 99.9% of the time, there's some boo-boo somewhere, right? I've seen some crazy. <laughs> when you pull your credit, look at your uh, also known as names. Oh, my God. Some people's names are so horribly spelt. It's it's. You gotta wonder what happened. It's like, really, what what country is person listening to your what you said and actually spelling something? Is just it's a it's a hot mess. My friends say some of my friends say it's a hot chili pepper mess. Which that's my funniest. One. I like that one best. So let's see where was that? Uh, da, da, da. I lost myself as usual. Okay. Um, okay. Just okay. We'll go back into this part. Here. It says uh, what most consumers don't realize is that their errors take valuable points from the credit score. Why the most come. The more compilation of variations, that's a good one. I'll try it again. That's weird. The more comp- 
compilations, 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 well, of variations, woo-ha, the more it appears that you are not managing your, your credit, thus making uh, you a credit risk, right? So credit risk is a bad word, right? So let's keep going forward. So page 94, we turn to page 94. Keep up the pages down here. So I keep corners, putting corners here. Okay, here are some tips to assure you don't lose points in this factor. Okay, let's start out here. So point. Okay, point. Uh, select one version of your name to be used from day forwards. Like I said, other people spell names crazy. Okay. Number two, look for AKAs, also known as other spellings or formats of your name. They'll, uh, they should all be removed. Every single variation, with the exception of your married, middle, uh, m- sorry, married, maiden, or legal change names. In this case, there should be only one version of each name listed, right? So that's why I said look at the AK stuff on the credit report. Make sure that your current address is being reported accurately and the same format of all three credit bureaus. So it means that you make sure they put the address, you know, same way. If it's going to be numbers and name and street and that kind of stuff, make sure it's always the same because you'll make, you know, that's, it's just goofy. I don't know why they'd be different, but it could be. And then also, like I said, make sure your, 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 your names are always correct too, because, you know, some variations with the names and addresses, Addresses get kind of complicated when you have a, uh, a father and son have the same name, you know, the senior and the junior or whatever, or the second and third or the third and fourth, who cares? That sometimes if one of those parties, and I've seen it where the kids have better credit than the parents do, and the parents trash the kids' credit, and they get all upset, right? Or vice versa, right? So you have to be really careful when you have addresses that um, you've lived at with parents or whatever. So make sure the addresses are correct because you don't want anybody else's information on your credit report or your account. You know, we talk about your homework, right? <laughs> Let's see. Okay, da, 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 da. okay. Look at look. Uh, so look for uh, look for other addresses on your port. All credit ports have a section in which they list addresses where you've lived. The problem is the most instances you will have too many that may hurt your score. They should not be listed uh, listing work or business addresses or friends addresses or temporary addresses on your port. Limit the amount of addresses reporting to three, no more than five. Be sure to keep the oldest and the most recent and one of the middle for history purposes. All other variation, duplications, and extra addresses should be removed. So you need to call and ask him to remove that, right? Or send him a letter. How are you going to do it, right? I rarely call him because, Lord, send a letter. Who knows they get it? Check your date of birth across all three bureaus. Yes, that's true because I've seen those variations too that don't help when you miss one of those. Check your employment history. Remove all, remove all history except the oldest employment and your current employment, keep it down to no more than three. Check your telephone numbers being listed. Hope there's no telephone number listed, but hey. <laughs> Remove any inactive numbers. Look for other Social Security numbers being reported on your report. Look everywhere. They should be hit, uh, They could be hidden in the notes or in the obvious places. So you'll make sure they got all the digits right because the wrong digits is going to give you wrong credit. And if somebody else has to, you know, bad credit and they, that scores, they, oh, that, that's their their, uh, their uh, social security number, that's going bad because we'll drag some of their junk onto your deal, and that's no fair or no fun either. But we see those alerts. We'll say, hey, we have a credit, we have a credit uh, disparity of, of, of a social security number, and we'll, they'll pop a red flag up so we get those things corrected. But hopefully you get it done before because, like I said, light speed, everything comes up warp. So don't be warped or warp speed. <laughs> you must remove all social security numbers that do not belong to you immediately, even if they belong to your spouse, your child, or someone you know. However, prior to asking for removal, you want to make sure that the credit bureau has not crossed accounts, like I said. 
when that junk come on your stuff, right? With social security numbers onto your report. If any listed accounts do not belong to you and there are random social security numbers printed somewhere on your report, be sure that you list the account in the same letter that you send to the credit bureau asking them to remove the random social security numbers. This is not identity theft. Uh, it's an error. Okay, you got that part? So it's not identity theft normally. Well, 90%, probably 99%. That's going to be an error by somebody's inputting, you know, keying stuff in wrong, right? Okay. Uh, the more variations compiled on your report, the more points you are losing in the fact in, in, in these factors. Uh, or in this factor, I should say. I advise you pull your credit report every four to six months. I think every four months goes four times three is 12. So you got three bureaus times four months. There you go. From each of your credit bureaus to find and fix any errors, right? Going forward, be consistent in how you fill out credit applications. If you change your address or get married or change your name, make sure the credit bureaus have the corrected information. Okay. Real life success story, Joseph. Okay. Joseph. Let's see what Joseph's about, right? Joseph's, Ha, uh, Joseph, uh, this right. Oh, on, hang on a second, put my mic up here a little tighter. Uh, Joseph was beyond frustrated when he came to me for help. Linda Freud, I mean, <laughs> he had recently applied for a home loan and learned that while his TransUnion and Equifax scores were 700, Experian reported his score of being in the low 500s. Wow, I've never seen that that much of disparity, but Linda Freud knows she's seen a lot of stuff. Okay, uh, listing, several, listing several negative accounts that did not belong to him. Okay, three months of sending letters and making phone calls to Experian got him nowhere and left him completely frustrated and discouraged. No matter what proof you, he sent, Experian simply replied that they had verified the information with their creditor. After carefully reviewing the report, I found the social security number hidden in the back pages that uh, that was just one digit off from Joseph. Obviously, this misplaced social security number was the source of the errors and caused Joseph months of aggravation. A data entry person at the credit bureau made an error while entering Joseph's personal information. Okay, we talk about that. I wrote one letter which contained the story, the drama of the drama and some lawsuit references, some words that are <laughs> we talk about that you've injured, you know, you're in, you've. Uh, you're injurious or injured me. So injurious is the key long word that attorneys use. So she probably put that word somewhere in her little letter. Let's see. Da, 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 da. And sent it to all, sent it to all creditors certified so they can track delivery. So what certified means that when you send that letters to all three bureaus, probably in this case here, you want certified so you can track it when they, they got it. Cause they have a certain time frame to respond to you. If they don't, then there, there's some federal laws. If you go to www.ftc, federal trade commission, ftc.gov, then you can go there and get the, the the legal stuff there that can help you plead your case and say, dude, FTC is watching you. Hello. So back into play. Sorry. I <laughs> uh, see. Then I sent the package experience, uh, which included a copy of every letter sent to the creditor with proof of delivery, a copy of Joseph's credit report with notes ref referencing all accounts that did not belong to him. And of course, a copy of the, the important re uh, re recent legal verdict, which, Found one of the next page credit bureaus liable for compensatory damage of one hundred six thousand dollars. That's a small chunk of change in economic damage and twenty oh two hundred forty five thousand in punitive damages. Ouchie, ouch! That's three hundred and you know fifty one thousand dollars. Hello, the legal decision faulted the credit bureau for causing mental anguish. Ouch! Through 
ineptitude, big words, and inaction. This jury found that they were in violation of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which set the requirements for credit reporting agencies to ensure they maintain accurate records on consumers. And there you go. So that's the end of chapter 10. Let's see what time we're at now, so I'll make sure I don't go too long today. Let's see where we're at here. Clock, clock, so we're about 20 minutes, so that's a good time. Let's stop here. Next time I come back, we're going to roll into chapter 10. It says the five factors of credit, part four, mix of credit. Okay, so we're going to talk about that next time. So we're going to be on page 97, so if I forget, let me know. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it.